So my friends, we've arrived now at the climax of this Bread of Life discourse that we've been reading from, the sixth chapter of John's Gospel for the last, this is our fourth week reading, Jesus' Bread of Life discourse. And he says, I am the living bread. I am the bread of life. And look, this takes a pretty big turn, okay? If Jesus was just, it's said all the time in society, you get all kinds of people who say, like, Jesus is, I think he's a good man. Like, Jesus was a good man. He was a great kind of moral teacher. But no, he definitely wasn't God. Look, if some of the good men I know said, eat my flesh and drink my blood, uh, that'd be kind of crazy, right? If some of the good moral teachers we have in our society, I just finished reading 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. And if I met Jordan Peterson and he says, eat my flesh and drink my blood. Like, no thank you, Jordan Peterson, and I think I'm going to go burn that book you just wrote. Um, It's crazy the direction this takes, the reality of what Jesus says. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. In fact, in Greek, it's very strong. In Greek, it's possible to use like a double negative that doesn't, like our double negatives, make it positive. Rather, it makes it like really strong. Unless you eat my flesh, this is what it means in Greek. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you absolutely do not have any life within you. Jesus is speaking very strongly here. And we're going to have a chance next week to see how the crowd reacts. Give you a hint, they don't like it all that much. But... The reality of what he's saying is something that we need to reflect upon. He's saying something very strong and it could be very easy to try to soften what he says. I think in a lot of homilies throughout the church and the entire world, whenever our Lord says something that's a little tough or a little bit, seems a little extreme, we always want to soften it. Jesus didn't really mean that. Like, yeah, he did. He actually did. This is the God I believe in. He actually says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood. And the words he uses, again, in Greek, there's two words. You could talk about like body, which like we are a body of people here. They have a word like that, soma. Jesus doesn't say that. He says the Greek word sarks. It literally means flesh. Like my actual skin, my flesh. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you absolutely do not have life within you. My flesh is true food. My blood is true drink. This is what we believe with regard to the Eucharist. We actually believe that in the Mass, bread and wine, what is bread and wine? It's back there on that table right now. That's just bread, and it's just wine. The bread comes out of a container. The wine comes out of a bottle. And then when we bring it up here, and we offer it to God, and then we say the prayers, and I, standing in the person of Jesus Christ, Say, this is my body, this is my blood. You can't point to that thing anymore and say that's bread and that's wine. Because it's not. It changes into the flesh and the blood of Jesus Christ. This is what we believe the Eucharist is. This is why the Eucharist for us has such value. Why do we keep it in a locked tabernacle? Why when we come into the church do we genuflect? Why is this building different than other gathering buildings? Because our Lord Jesus is actually present. Why is it that only Catholics receive 
Holy Communion in Catholic churches because we believe this reality of the Eucharist. Why is it that the church teaches if we've separated ourselves from Jesus Christ through some big sin, we shouldn't receive communion until we have been reconciled? Because we believe it's his actual body and blood. It's not just a sign or a symbol. The Eucharist is not just a sign or symbol. It is actually the body and blood of Jesus Christ. This is what we believe. This is our belief as Catholics. Does it seem radical? Yes. But that's because we have a radical God who is radically in love with us. Our Lord Jesus is so in love with us. What more could he give us? He already died for us on the cross. What more could he give us? He gives us his own body and blood to sustain us. He gives himself entirely into our hands. He feeds us with his own body and blood. How much greater of a God could we imagine? In our wildest dreams, we could have never thought of a God who would nourish us with his own body and blood. It's something you can't make up. Our God loves us so much. And look, as much as we may desire to receive Holy Communion, Jesus desires even more to be received by us. Again, if the Eucharist is Jesus, then we could refer to the fact that Jesus in the Eucharist desires to be received by us. Jesus has been waiting for this moment with you and with me all week long. He's been looking forward to this moment with you and with me all week long. He desires that we receive him. Every time we receive our Lord in Holy Communion, that relationship with him grows. His flesh is true food. His blood is true drink. Look, what happens physically when we eat food? We grow, okay? In the six months I've been here, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've grown a little bit from all the food I've eaten in the six months since I've been here and maybe the lack of exercise in that amount of time. I've grown a little bit in the last six months. When we receive our Lord Jesus Christ, when we're fed with him, we should grow spiritually. That's the purpose of the Eucharist. That that life, that spiritual life in us grows. If we receive Holy Communion at Mass, we should leave Mass holier than we arrived. Because we receive that spiritual food. Our souls are nourished with the body and blood of our Lord. He fills us with his own life, his own goodness. And then just a final point. Our Lord says the very last line of our Gospel today. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. You know, this to me has been a great comfort. This is sometimes the gospel passage we use in funeral homilies, uh, at funerals. Whoever eats this bread, whoever eats my flesh, will live forever. Just think about that today. Whoever eats my flesh, whoever eats this bread, will live forever. All of the normal food we consume, 
The, this body that we feed, our own bodies, it will not live forever. Our bodies will eventually break down and die. When we receive Holy Communion, we are nourished unto eternal life. We're building up that spiritual life, which continues on past the death of our physical body. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. Our Lord makes a promise to us. My friends, this is the climax of the story. This is what we've been tending toward for the last three weeks. Our Lord, in a special way, teaches us the reality of the Eucharist. As Catholics, this is a breaking point. Either we accept the Eucharist, either it's the center, the Vatican Council calls it the source and the summit of the Church's life, or not. There's nothing else. There's nothing else if we don't accept the Eucharist. Listening to these words of our Lord today, may each of us be inspired by that love of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we may know him more. So we may receive him worthily and with love. And then going forth from here, we may be nourished unto eternal life.